It's the next level. Warning. The following podcast may contain spoilers. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome, Primers, into this, our final summer episode before the shows come back and we are back into full swing of things from the spotlight here on the Next Level Podcast Network. I am Ben Beck. And from the Caffeine Crew cast of pods, I am Rob Martin. Yes, indeed. As I mentioned, uh, also episode 188 in total, if you want to look, or 189 in total. 189. Uh, yeah, if, if you want to look at it that way. Uh, but yeah, we've been doing biweekly every uh, for, you know, past couple episodes this summer, uh, kind of trying to space things out until the shows come back. And the next time you hear us in two weeks from today, uh, we will be back talking about the season premieres of The Flash, Arrow and Supergirl. So, yes. And I've actually is Batwoman premiering at the same time as well. Uh, well, yeah, I think actually, though, the only one that we're not getting in the next episode is Supergirl. Arrow. No, Arrow doesn't come back until, I believe, uh, mid-October. Okay. All right. So we might be a week or two behind on Arrow. So mm-hmm. I said, so I so next week. No, so the next we won't be behind on anything. It's, no, I mean, yeah. I mean, in in retrospective never mind yeah um, we, we won't be in full strength for a couple weeks so well yeah we won't be in full well i mean if you think about it we won't be in full full strength until crisis if, because that's when legends and everybody come in well i mean you know that aside because you know legends is not coming back until mid-season yes uh, but they yeah. make their appearance you know around then but yeah this is you know as far as what we're getting in the front half of the season, all the shows are not back until mid-October. So that's like another four weeks before we're going to be really, well, three weeks, really, uh, before you're going to be seeing all those characters uh, being discussed on a normal, normal clip. But we'll be, gotcha. you know, four shows in um, by mid-October is, is essentially full strength for us because normally we, we run four shows. Uh, yeah, when Legends exactly. comes in, f- there, there's five running, so. I'll tell you what, though, man, I'm I'm looking forward to I've been seeing these synopsis and I've been seeing some of the the po- the photos and everything. Um, I'm looking forward to everything coming back. I'm looking forward to seeing Batwoman premiere. And, you know, as much as we've we've hit on it a lot, um, I'm kind of looking I'm I'm intrigued, to say the least, as to how Arrow is going to be when it returns. Yeah. Uh, I mean, honestly, uh, you know, we know a little bit more than we did the last time we talked, uh, especially because uh, we know how the series is going to end because it's going to become a backdoor pilot for something else. That sounds dumb as hell, but it's okay. (laughs) Agreed. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, no, I I think um, all of a sudden a lot more is making sense. 
because uh, we did find out what that secret other project is. We can just bring it up now. So we, they are doing a Canary show, essentially. Uh, but it's all set in 2040. And it, so it's revolving around jo- Juliana Harkavy, um, you know, Katie Cassidy, and uh, oh my God, what's her name? Catherine McNamara. Catherine so, McNamara. Yeah. yeah. So it, I, 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 okay. And we'll, uh, we'll just say, we'll leave it at that. We'll, we're going to be nice and just say, oh, sure, fine, go ahead. Uh, I, I don't think it's going to do well for them. But I mean, you never know. They, but there, there's so much they can do with 2040 still that they could end up being really cool. I just think that they're focusing on the wrong people. And it's and it's funny, too, because a lot of diehard fans of Arrow, I've seen comment on the fact that the show is, is coming around. And while they're like, yes, like bring on more Arrow. It's sad that Arrow's ending, yada, yada, yada. They saw the article for this and they're like, eh, all right. Like, so there's not even really a lot of excitement in it in the Arrow community. No. But, you know, I, maybe they have something interesting planned. Who the hell knows? Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, I was really kind of surprised about it. I mean, one of the things you've noticed right now, and I'm sure most most of our listeners that watch a lot of the CW shows, it's, you know, they, they do a lot of, like, diversity and, you know, being very inclusive it's very weird for them to say, hey, here's our show. Here's our three leads, all three white females, which is kind of surprising, too. I, I, I was kind of taken aback a little bit by the fact that that's kind of the way that they chose to go. Because a lot of their newer shows, they're really kind of expanding on those like ideas of like, nope, let's kind of we need to get away from this. And that's exactly kind of what they did again. So I was really kind of surprised. But I mean, yeah. and a lot of there's been a lot of calls for a Canary show, but a present day one. So it makes you wonder, are they going to borrow the Arrow format? All these other things, too. And I think that's the case. It's just kind of like, hey, we're doing Arrow without, you know, pretty much with the exception of Ollie. And that's just a kind of an excuse to keep going. And I think it may not be a great call. Because there's yeah. a lot of rumblings that Mia could become the new Green Arrow in that show. And I'm like, I don't think people are going to be okay with that. We've already seen Connor as the new Green Arrow, though. So I don't know how well that's going to work. But, I, you know, yeah. It, anyway, it's it's a wait and see kind of thing. It's very odd. It, it's a very odd call. Yeah. And funny enough, not the only Canary story we have for the news this week. But we'll get to that uh, towards the end. That is included in your news, right? Uh, the other, The uh, other Canary? I don't think so. Maybe. Um, it, uh, crisis canary. Oh, that one. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. But we'll get to that when we get to the news, but it's not uh, a canary. It's, it's, it's birds of prey. So, oh yeah. Oh, uh, wasn't she, but nope. she was a canary. Wasn't she? Nope. Oh no. She was Huntress. Uh huh. Oh, never mind. I'm yeah. wrong. I was just Only like, what are you talking about? Thought I missed something big. <laughs> Crap. No, <laughs> no. All right. Uh, but this week is all about a movie review. And this time <laughs> around, we we couldn't wait. We heard about it. We couldn't wait to see it. We finally got to see it this week. And that is Teen Titans Go versus Teen Titans, uh, the newest edition of the Warner Brothers animated series. And man. <laughs> so we're, we're going to dive into this a little bit. We're probably not going to spend a lot of time on it because we don't want to spoil too much. We want you guys to be able to go out and see it for yourselves. But it's uh, so we'll do our we'll do our our rating and then we'll kind of talk about it a little bit. So let's just jump right into the rating so we can get into the discussion of it on a scale of sidekick hero legend. What are you giving Teen Titans Go versus Teen Titans? It's still getting a legend. I would say it's not as good as Teen Titans Go to the movies, 
but I'd still probably give it an eight. Like Teen Titans Go the movies was got like a like that actually got like new god territory in my brain. That that went up to eleven because that was <laughs> yeah. just so just just we're gonna do whatever the hell we want, and they did it. Uh, this one again, it, it goes back to a little bit more formulaic. It, it definitely feels like you know this is just a created for DVD film, not like a big budget thing. Because I mean, even sometimes some of the animation was a little like eh at points, but. I generally think they did a great job, uh, and it was, it was what I wanted it to be, and it, it succeeded. It was dumb and fun. So, yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I'm giving it probably yeah. I'm I'm like an eight to an eight point five myself. It's the movie was just it was a blast to watch. It's another one of those ones that kind of like. Uh, <laughs> I just remember like you and I were were gaming with a couple friends yesterday, and even we were quoting Teen Titans go to the movies at certain times. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's one of those movies that we love to go back and rewatch when we get a chance. And this, I think this fits right in there. I think this is another one that I would love to go back and, and rewatch at some point, at some point, even relatively soon, because I'm sure just like in Teen Titans go to the movies, there's probably references that I missed. Yeah. You know, the, the first time around. So um, it was great seeing these two versions of characters interact with each other. Uh, it was great hearing some of the voice talent that was in there, in addition to, um, you know, not just, uh, you know, uh, Greg Sipes and Carrie Payton and all those entire strong, but, um, you know, hearing Reese Darby as the master of games, Weird Al Yankovic came in twice into the movie, actually, as Gentleman Ghost and Dark Side. Right, right. Um, so yeah, it, the voice casting was great. It was a lot of fun. It's about an 8.5 for me as well. Yeah. Kevin Michael Richardson is such a fun Trigon too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Hexagon. Yeah. <clears throat> oh man. It's so just, it, it's, you know what? Like I said, I, I there's going to be some spoilers in this discussion because it's without it. There, it's, we can't really talk about a couple big parts of this that are really fun. So I will say maybe for the next minute or two, I would suggest to maybe just skip ahead, but I got it because I have to talk about this. There's one part I have to talk. Yeah, about. yeah, yeah. Um, all right, starting. Uh, so give me a minute starting now. Okay. Uh, all right. So one of the things that just cracked me up was the fact that we actually had a crisis on the Teen Titans. Uh, Earth, yep. Essentially. <laughs> and we got everything from like no lie. And my wife, I, I knew she needs to watch it because she used to read Tiny Titans. And we got like. The Baby Titans story, which was just fantastic that they threw them in. We had the weird fish people version. We had the comic book version that were still like actually moving like pages, which was amazing. Everything about those scenes was so damn funny. Um, I, I loved the fact they did it. And they brought in the DC, um, you know, animated universe, like legit Titans that we see there, too. So, I mean, they, they just did it all. They just did not care. Um, man, that was so great. I loved every second of that. Yeah, so. I mean, and and seeing versions of you know the Titans like <laughs> like the Mermaid and Steampunk Titans yeah. that they I were knew they existed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that they were just kind of teasing about and such. So all right, um, yeah, yeah. The, our, the minutes the minute our our spoiler our minutes, minutes up. over. Okay. Yeah, um, <sighs> but you know what? There's a spoiler warning at the beginning of the podcast. Absolutely, so, there is. You know, but that's one of those ones. Like, if you want to listen to a review and. I, it's just really funny. <laughs> it's just really funny. Uh, but yeah, yeah I, I really loved this. I, I think they, they, they had so much fun. I mean, again, you're right. The conversation is incredibly short on this because it, it's, 
it's such a goofy premise and a goofy concept. Obviously, if anybody knows or seen the trailers for this, knows essentially the Master of Games takes, you know, from the multiverse, the Titans go and the Teen Titans from back from the early 2000s and slaps them together uh, to basically kind of, you know, they pits them against each other and whoever wins their world basically is going to be saved, essentially, because they wanted to find the perfect group of Titans and this is where they came down to. So it's just really over the top of watching super goofy versions of the characters interact with as they kept putting the super serious versions. But it's kind of funny to think about because even back going early 2000s, those characters weren't exactly serious either. Um, it's just, They just took them to such an extreme, as I think is what made it so fun about those characters. Yeah. But there was even a couple dark lines in there, too, like where they have a couple songs and they're they're singing Beast Boy's talking about his friend Terra. <laughs> and then Beast the serious Beast Boy goes to he's like, My Terra's dead. And then you're like, and that just keeps going. And I'm like, wow. I'm yeah, like, <laughs> yep. yeah I like, mean, uh, that, that's it. That's pretty intense. I mean, and there are great meta moments in there too. I mean, when they're talking about like how when the, the Teen Titans are talking about how the ratings were tanking. Yeah. Uh, you know, but Teen Titans go ratings were so much better. And, you know, when yeah. they're talking about like teaming up with each other, it's it, it's fantastic moments like that, that me, that really make me just not just want to watch these movies. But, you know, like these are the kind of movies that like I have movies that I put on in the background or I put on while I'm working. And then there are movies that I watch. You know, this is one of those movies that I will watch. It's not a movie that I'm going to put on while I'm working because I want I'm going to be too distracted. Yeah. Um, you know, because there are so many little things in there. And like I said, at the top of the podcast, it's it's one of the or at the top of the conversation about Titans is this is a movie I'm going to go back and rewatch because I'm sure there are things I missed. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's it's I would say it's definitely not on the same like missed level as things like Titans go to the movies because that is every scene in the background had something huge. This one really didn't have any of that uh, where you're like, oh, there's a movie poster back there making fun of something or any of that. That None of that existed in this version uh, yeah. or this or in this movie where it's more like it's it's more by the numbers and it's kind of like, Hey, a lot of the stuff that like you are going to pick up is stuff from team. That's, that's always around in teen Titans go like the stuffed animal of dark side next to the couch all the time is always there. It's in there in every episode of the show. It was here in the movie, but like, as far as other like real big things like sticking out, I didn't really catch anything else. And I was paying attention pretty close, but it, but I would still say it's it's still well well worth going back to continue to watch again because it was goofy, fun, and just the silly. It was just really good and silly. And that was, I think, yeah. the best part about it. Yeah. And, and, you know, and one of the things that really kind of stuck out in my mind, even about like halfway through the movie, it might not even even been halfway. It might have been more towards the beginning of the movie, too, is we've known for a while since the announcement of this movie that the voice cast because they did the voices of both the Teen Titans and Teen Titans Go, that they were they were going to do the voices of both characters. And it's really, for the most part, just a little bit of a change of inflection in the voice that distinguishes the two characters. Um, you know, with Carrie Payton, for example, as Cyborg, it's just a little bit more of different inflection for the Teen Titans uh, Cyborg than it is for Teen Titans Go. And I had to imagine, like, it, it was really something that clicked, like I said, watching this movie, how much fun this had to be for these characters to do a movie 
voicing interacting with themselves i know that had to have been so goofy and so much fun uh yeah i i wish and a lot of times again it's, it's depending on how they do the recordings but it's one of those things you kind of hope that they got a chance to do an ensemble recording because it's not done as much anymore a lot of times it's yeah they record a person at a time but I, I can only imagine how much fun it would be to watch them have to do that as an ensemble and just being in a room and just being so goofy. So I, it makes me wonder if there are because occasionally you do see it. Um, there are outtakes for voiceover. Yeah. Um, and it makes me wonder if there are any outtakes that exist for this. Because oh, God, I would love to see if, see them if there are. So I would too. Like they would be fantastic. But you know, I mean, in addition to, uh, you know, the again the the Fantastic Titans, Team Titans, Go Cast. Again, we had Weird Al Yankovic, uh, Reese Darby, who I've had on the spotlight before, and is an amazing comedian. I, I love it anytime I get to hear his voice. Um, it was just it was so much fun to watch, and I I really I can't wait to watch it again. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. Cool. Um, so, I I really don't know if there's anything else we can say. To I, I mean, kind of, we we can leave it at the fact that yes, Trigun is the big bad of this. But again, it's Trigun from the Titans Go universe, and uh, Trigun from the alternate universe, and it does kind of pick up from where the uh, Trigun from the Teen Teen Titans um, series was, and the fact that they have to he has to be resurrected. But it's um, quite wonderfully warped and odd on how it plays out so i will say it, it, it does a great job of picking up from where the old titans ended which is the fun part of this because it definitely does not forget the things that came before it so i still need to watch the original titans it's good I, it's, titans i it, you know it, it's, I, it's incredibly a ton of fun so and it's only a couple seasons isn't it i think it's five seasons yeah is it five seasons i'm trying to see um as we're talking if i have it yeah five seasons yep yep and and I have them all, so yeah. I think the, and the fifth season's a little bit shorter too. So, gotcha. Yeah, I'm gonna have to jump into them soon. Yeah, it's great. It's really wonderful. So, no, they're all 13 episodes. Oh, okay. Yeah, no shorter. Um, I'm sorry. I just saw that. Anytime I go into my 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 uh my library, it shows me casting, <laughs> and it showed me that Ron Perlman is Slade, and the only thing I could think of was Slade. It's impossible to not think about that anymore. <laughs> even when we're even when we were watching Titans, like the DC serious version of Titans, yeah, when they introduce him, you and I were talking. We're just all we could think of is Slade. <laughs> Teen Titans Go has ruined. Deathstroke for oh my god forever it's impossible <laughs> um <laughs> uh, uh but yeah um teen titans go versus teen titans i think is available now at least for video on demand it is uh, and it's i think it's mid-october is when it's going to be launching on blu-ray and dvd so uh if you haven't seen it check it out um, i'm sure it's probably going to be a shared recommendation from both of us by the, absolutely at the end of the that, podcast as that well. is easily my recommendation because again it is well worth your time so. Yes, absolutely. Uh, again, shorter conversation, but we have a lot of news that we have to go over, too, that's happened in the past two weeks. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, uh, yeah, that'll be a short episode, and we actually legitimately mean it. Like, we'll probably be under an hour, but still, we but have you a know lot, what? To, lot to get through here still. And and not only that, but we're still we're prepping for next or for the next episode, which is the return of all the shows. So, yeah. It, it's fine that this is a little bit of a, a scaled-down episode um, as Trust a us, precursor. It, Trust us, yeah. 
things will be back to normal very, very soon. <laughs> yes. Um, and thank um, you again. And I want to thank all the listeners as well, too, for, for being patient with the biweekly schedule. Um, like I said, if you followed our other show, uh, so still afraid of the dark, we're, we're down to recording the final three episodes of the nine episodes. And a lot of that time has been utilized to do that specifically. So, um, and so we want to thank everybody that's been a loyal listener and, bearing with us over the over the summer as we've been working on that show so and i'll tell you what man um our, i check our numbers <clears throat> for for this podcast every week and um or at least after i release an episode uh, for the first couple days and our numbers haven't dropped off which is good so cool you know i i share rob's sentiment for thank you to the listeners to everybody who listens for for sticking it out with us over these two weeks uh we promise you there's only one more two week gap so nothing next week and then when we come back, we're back to weekly because all the shows are returning. Yeah. Oh, and I never even told you, too. We've got a guest joining us in a couple weeks. Uh, so I, I had no idea. I, I completely <laughs> forgot to tell you about this yesterday, but I might as well just bring it up on the podcast. So a good, okay. friend, our, a good friend of mine from uh, the convention circuit, uh, a guy by the name of Savin, uh, he is uh, just this wonderful, wonderful person, is so versed in pop culture and actually has a lot of love for DC. Uh, but he's been working on his own kind of network stuff and all these things. And we were like, you know what? We should really do stuff together. And he's just like, you know, he's like, hey, can I jump on DC with you guys in like a couple weeks after the like show startup? I'm like, yeah, sure. totally." So, oh, cool. So, yeah, he said he'll be happy to join us. So uh, I'm like, again, would love to have, love to have him on because uh, he's he's just a wonderful individual. So. But yeah, we'll sounds uh, sounds like a solid plan. Yeah, so I like and it. I think we're gonna have to drag a couple other people on over the next course of few weeks, uh, kind of as we go through. So, well, I mean, it, again, uh, you know, next uh, next episode two weeks away is what we are calling Countdown to Crisis, and yes. all of our episodes leading up to Crisis are going to be called Countdown to Crisis because let's be honest, we know for it, we know at least Arrow and Flash are very heavy crisis-related leading up to crisis. Indeed, so absolutely. Then no better thing to do than to call our episodes the countdown to crisis leading up to it. So we, but again, two weeks, man, we're back to full, we're back to business doing, going weekly. So yeah, let's get to the news because we got All a right. lot of it. We yes, got to go do. over the past two weeks. Some of it is I'm very excited about. And some of it I'm skipping over completely because uh, <laughs> exactly. I will say we have done a really good job, I feel, of going through uh, on our actual um, you know Facebook page and making sure the major stuff has been posted. I would really recommend, because I'm going to skip over a few of the stories that are posted. I know there was a few uh, cast members announced for things like Supergirl, things like that. Um, but that is all on the Facebook page. I just highly recommend head over to Facebook.com slash DC Primetime. Make sure to follow the news there as well. But let's just get kicked off. First off, with stuff from Batwoman. So uh, it looks like several weeks back, uh, and this was not very well known, but Ruby Rose actually suffered an injury to her neck and caused some damage to uh, actually her, uh, you know, I, I believe right around her neckline, like actually a part of the cervical spine surrounding her neck, and actually did damage to, I believe, two discs. And they actually had to perform emergency surgery uh, to make sure that they could repair the damage. But it happened during a stunt. Um, so they said if they didn't do it, it could have severely and permanently damaged her spinal cord. So 
She said she wasn't able to feel her arms, all these things. But they, they said, honestly, she's doing fantastic now. She's in full recovery. Uh, so uh, very sad to hear that she, she suffered such a major in- like, like a injury, especially during the first season shoot. But uh, well, not only say, that. Yeah. Okay. I was gonna. I was gonna say not only that, but I wonder how that impacts Crisis because they literally just started production on Crisis last week. Well, I, I think. Uh, I think they said she's actually in fairly good shape at this point. Uh, you know. Okay. It, it was more or less. It was just a couple. They said a couple of weeks really for her to recover. I think this was done several weeks back. So I think she was able to continue shooting, and they were able to probably shoot around sequences around her. For the most okay. part, time you know, and the nice thing is too, if she is in the suit that they can kind of work with how they shoot the sequences for action shot, like shots. If it that they need like a stunt double to do a stand in, and which is not uncommon for them to do in shows like these anyway. So I think That's they true. probably were able to work around some different pieces. So, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, but like I said, we wish her a speedy recovery. Uh, so jumping into the Flash, uh, I would like to actually bring up a couple things right off the bat too. So I do believe Supergirl, the Flash, and Arrow all have released their series, um, you know, trailers for this new season. So if you haven't had the ability to check them out, definitely head over to the Facebook page. I know at least Arrow and Flash have been posted. Uh, I'm not actually, you know, I'm not sure if Supergirl has released their trailer in full yet, but um, but I at least know Flash and Arrow are up on our Facebook page. But one of the great things, though, about the Flash is we have seen officially because this is the first time we've got to t- a chance to talk about it. The brand new costume for the Flash. Indeed. Uh, and that new suit looks slick. And I mean, it is easily the best Flash suit they have done thus far. Um, you know, we talked about a couple weeks ago, hey, here's the new Cal. Um, but now being able to see the full suit directly, man, this suit looks phenomenal. Like even down to like, you know, the wings on the side of the the actual cow look like the traditional comic book ones. It's no longer a leather cow as well. We, we can now see officially it is more of a cloth material um, that looks very, very much more so being bro- like breathable down through the entirety of the suit. Uh, and honestly, aside from, uh, you know, really just not having the gold boots, uh, this is the current flash suit that exists in the comics. Yeah, it's pretty cool. comic accurate with these, um, like you said, without the exception of the boots. It's it's honestly what is currently in DC Comics right now, with the exception of some of the piping lines are not on the cowl and the lack of the gold boots. But beyond that, man, it looks perfect and it looks slick. You can definitely see they took the the idea of the body from the suit that we got last season, changed the material, got rid of some of that rubber, and then honestly, this completely changed the cow up to work alongside of it. But I would say right now, hands down, this is the best suit in the Arrowverse, hands down. Even I'd, over, I'd agree with that. Uh, I would say even over the Godspeed suit, as much as I love the Godspeed one, this looks like this is the one that popped off the like, comic book page almost as closely as the monitor. And I'm like, and I'm really blown away. So I can't wait to see this suit in action. So me too. Yeah, yeah it looks great. Uh, but we do know of another Flash joining us. And we know John Wesley Ship will be in episode two of the Flash this season for Yay! a flash of lightning. So we know, again, he's going to be playing Jay Garrick in this episode. Obviously, if you watch that trailer, you see he's all over that trailer as well where they're us- using Jay's helmet for them to be able to see some pieces of the future. So, uh, but what you know, it's a really cool little different way. Cause again, they have to work around, you know, Cisco not having his powers anymore. So it's going to be kind of fun to see that kind of play in just a bit. 
Uh, but yeah, like I said, so we know he's going to be coming back. We don't know if he's going to also play Jay in Crisis, but again, we definitely know we're going to be seeing him here. So the Flash of Earth 3. Uh, also in that trailer, though, really quick, too, is we do see some quick scenes of the new version of Harrison Wells, which is, again, as we see him Indiana zip Wells. Right? Yeah, it's <laughs> essentially Indiana Wells as he zip lines down and grabs Cisco by the throat. And then it's a Cisco saying, oh, you're a mean one, too. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so something a little bit fun. So definitely check out that trailer. But we said we're excited about the Flash coming back. Uh, jumping into Arrow, though, we do have another returning cast member. Uh, obviously, we've mentioned the fact that we're going to be seeing more Queen. We're also going to be seeing, of course, Malcolm Merlin returning. But we now found out that Speedy is going to be returning. Uh, so Willa Holland is coming back as a re- reoccurring role for the final season. So we'll that's good. I'm, I'm glad that Willa Holland is coming back. Yeah, yeah. I think you have to because the fact that we're going to be seeing almost every character that's pretty much appeared on the show uh, coming back in in some capacity. I would feel for the most part, maybe with the exception of a few characters here and there, but I think we're going to be seeing a good bulk of people. So it's going to yeah. be cool to see a lot of these people come back again, as we say a recurring role. That means we'll probably see her through maybe three, maybe four episodes, probably in the course of the 10, um, which I think is probably the way we're going to see a lot of these reoccurring characters. <laughs> well, considering we're only seeing a Mel for nine out of the 10. Uh, yeah, you know, maybe, maybe <laughs> no, no, no. Amel has confirmed that he oh, okay. is only in nine out of the 10 episodes. Okay. So yeah. So that last episode, as we explained, <laughs> yeah, all right, so um, we also have got a tease from Stephen Amell that Deathstroke is also returning and a return to the island for the final season. So um, it sounds like we will definitely be going back to where it all began in this final season as we return to Lee and you. Um, I- I'm excited to see what they're going to do with that. And uh, I- hopefully we do see Manu Bennett come back for at least one scene because I hope so. It's a great way to end it all. I would love to see it. Yeah. All right. So on to some big news because there's a lot of big news. And <laughs> we're going to start talking about Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yay. I'm we're gonna, so excited about this. We're going to kick off with one of my favorite stories. And that is a beautiful picture we got to see of Brandon Routh in costume as the kingdom comes Superman. Yes, sir. Um, and it is wonderful. Rocking everything from the red trunks to that classic S that's the black and red S with a graying in the temples. He looks fantastic. <laughs> he looks fit. He looks great. Yeah. And it's uh, when you see him now, you're like, wow, I forgot how big Brandon Routh got as far as muscles in comparison to his old Superman. He played like he doubled in size, I think. Um, but yeah, it's a, uh, it's pretty damn cool to see him in that. I mean, down to like the S, you know, the S curl and everything. It's just, it's perfect. And he I love his, I love his social media post when he posted it out himself. Mm-hmm. Um, we got the shadow shadowed perspective first, and then we got the almost cover shot. Um, and but but I love that he kind of revisits his original Superman, and because the only thing when he posted the picture, he just quoted and he said he just says I'm always around, mm-hmm. which is the line that he uses from Superman Returns. Yeah, and it was it was wonderful. It was really yeah. really cool to see. But we have not just one Superman to talk about this week. We have another Yay! Superman because we haven't been around in a couple weeks. But because I know. of that, we haven't got this to is- talk about the fact that Tom Welling is indeed returning. 
This is the this is probably my favorite story of crisis only because it's been a while since we've talked about it. But I'm such a huge Smallville fan that I'm I'm so I mean, even when we got last year's crossover and we just had the the Remy Zero save me super uh, Smallville theme when we're just going to the Kent farm that got me like happy. Now, the fact that we're getting. I'll I'll let you continue, but yeah. these characters yeah. into Crisis so, are again, just phenomenal. Tom, Tom Welling, we know he's playing Clark Kent. We they have not listed him as Superman, so I don't think we're going to see him suit up. I really don't. I, I don't either. If they do, though, that would be truly amazing. I mean, I wouldn't be <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that's a big that's a big thing that they do because of all of that. I, I would not surprise be surprised to say, it. "Hey, we're we're going to show you suited, him suited up because we never showed it before." Yeah. Um, you know, we 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 got that pseudo shot in the end of Smallville, but it was never and it him. was CGI and it was never him wearing the suit. So, yeah. Uh, so I think there's a high chance we could see it here. And I think that would be something that they're just going to save for that last moment. So uh, but not just not just Tom Welling from Smallville is joining us. We also found out that Erica Durrance who we've already seen in these universes playing Kara Zor-El's mother, you know, but we know she is going to be coming back as Lois Lane here as well. And there was a great shot from, uh, I believe, her Instagram. I was like, oh, the people that you run into. And yep. it was her, her, her and Tom Willing in standing in front of the Kent farm. Um, def- and they were, you know, pretty much wearing their, their attire that they were, were going to be seeing them in. Uh, where she was wearing a more kind of like kind of country esque kind of clothing, and we see Tom, very reminiscent of probably I would say the best way to put it is the Man of Steel uh, kind of look that we did see, where it was kind of the the black and red plaid, all those. But it would harken back to a lot of what we saw from Man of Steel as far as the visual look. But I think it looked <clears throat> great. I think it looked really really great. So yeah, and it, it's I know uh, a lot of it is come about that it's basically you're going to get a good idea as to what this Lois and Clark have been up to since Smallville has wrapped. Absolutely. Um, so I mean, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting. It, it's going to be fun to watch. And I can tell you, I actually because of the announcements of both Tom and Erica, and having a conversation with a friend of mine about how great we we thought Smallville was, <clears throat> it actually had me. It, it caused me to restart the series. So I'm currently in season one right now, uh, rewatching. Very cool. Well, we yes. do know it sounds like one person that will not be making an appearance, which is Michael Rosenbaum. Uh, and he did state that he passed on making an appearance on Crisis on Infinite Earths, um, which is kind of surprising in all honesty. But it, it and his reasons weren't, weren't the best. Um, and I think because probably everybody else got the same kind of deal and anybody that was invited to be it was just excited. Michael did come out and say, he's like, look, he's like, um, he said, it was really this whole thing. Like, you know, he was uh, out, he was at a nursing home visiting his grandfather, which was totally understandable. And he said, Hey, look, we need an answer from you, but uh, they have no idea what uh, he had no idea what he'd be doing when he's shooting. Uh, He said, there was basically no money offered and there was currently no script. And, he said they and they, they needed wanted, a they, commitment from him right then and there. Right. And yeah, it was. And he's just kind of like, ah. but the fact that he brought up the no money part, I, I thought that was a little I was like, all right, look, all these other people are probably doing it for the same same things and the same reasons. And you've been saying over and over and over that you're like, when do we get to do this? When do we get to come back and do these things together and play? And 
I, I think it, it would have been like, hey, look, I can't give you an answer now because uh, of what's going on. Can you give me a day or two? Can you, know, you get me at least a little bit more detail? Something along those lines. But for it to come out that way, it seemed a little, eh, I don't know. It left a bad taste in my mouth. There's a part of me, though, that's <clears throat> that's I, kind I under, of hoping I do maybe he'll it. surprise us. I, it's very possible because it just says, here you go, smiley face when he, he posted that. So, yeah, there, there's a part of me that's kind of hoping that he's leaving this to the as a surprise to the fans that he's actually still really going to do it. Um, and he doesn't want to give it away because everything yeah. else is being given away about crisis. Uh, that might possibly not be the case at all. And he really did turn it down. But it's it's going to be a wait and see uh, until crisis. But, hey, maybe we'll get lucky and he'll pop up in a scene just and for the hell of it. It's very, very possible that that could be the case. And like I said, if they do, that would be awesome. And I don't want it to, my, my statements to kind of come off whiny, but yeah, it, it was more or less, it was just the idea of, it's kind of surprising with all of these big people that are coming in. I'm sure they all had, unfortunately, the same kind of thing. And you hope that people get paid for their time. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, I, I would I, I would hate to see this thing be a thing about money, especially. It- it because doesn't it, come across. <clears throat> it doesn't come across as whiny to me. I'm a big fan yeah. of Michael's. I mean, yeah. you know, obviously, oh, I, I like loved him, him as Lex. Yeah, I listen to his podcast inside of you all the time, and so um, I totally understand it. <clears throat> but you're right. If they're calling him a couple weeks before production with no script and he couldn't commit, but yet people like Linda Carter and um, uh, you know Burt Ward, who committed months ago to this, obviously there was no script then either. This is one of those situations where, like, hey, we're doing this thing. We'd love you to be a part of it. Um, we don't know what we can offer you yet. We don't know how you're going to be involved. We just want you to be involved. Like, why? W- if I'm just wondering, why would you turn that down? And again, especially kind of the ability to have essentially a reunion uh, with with people that you spend so much time with on a show. I, I think it's because those moments are so rare. Um, I, I think it would be, it's so odd to want to pass something like that up. So, yeah, but Hey, you know what? It, it's quite okay. If that's, um, if, if somebody doesn't feel like it's, it's the right move for them, that's, we, we do respect more that. power to them. Yeah. We absolutely respect it, but it's, it, it, I will say it does feel like a little bit of a shame to the big fans of, of those properties. I think when somebody like that passes for some of those reasons, or doesn't try to find a way to hopefully make it work to kind of just do something special. Um, you know, I, I, it's funny for me being the one to say this because I didn't watch Smallville. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, what's what's funnier to me too is out of the three of them, I actually thought Welling would have been the holdout. I same here. I really thought he'd be like, "No thanks, I'm cool." <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So th- when when Tom when Tom announced that he was doing it, I was like, "Okay, it's only a matter of time before Rosenbaum signs on," because they're still really good friends in real life. Yeah, I, you know uh, what I. I and again, that's why I wouldn't be surprised if he still makes an appearance. Uh, that's so, what I mean. I, I I think between Welling and the producers, maybe they can work something out and he still come pops in. But they're like this time they're like, OK, let's just keep this a surprise. Yeah. Well, we got two more people that we still have to bring up. Sure. Go uh, for it. Uh, so we have uh, another person that's showing Crisis of Infinite Earths as a character we've not seen before, but we've heard about uh, in the Arrowverse. And that is, we have our new Adam, Ryan Choi, is joining into the fray. Because we have known in the past, from the past season of uh, The Flash, when Barry got his suit that we all hated last year. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's a good way to put it. That we we can blame Ryan Choi for that suit. So, um, (laughs) But like I said, Ryan Choi is coming in. Because we do know, indeed, 
that um, that Ray Palmer will be leaving us uh, in Legends of Tomorrow this season. Uh, that him and uh, we will see him and his real life wife Courtney Ford stepping out. Uh, well, him and Brandon, um, you know, Brandon and her are leaving that series, leaving a big void on the way the Wave Runner and a void of uh, no more Adam in this universe. But it sounds like this is how we fix it really quick. But well, I think I think the announcement of Ryan Choi was for um, for well, Crisis. It is, but, and that's but, and that's what I said. So. Oh yeah, but yeah, but I think a lot of people are kind of agreeing that this is a good way to kind of backdoor a new Adam into Legends. Yes, correct. Yeah. So, but the person that they have cast for this is Osric Chow, and he, everybody knows him as Kevin Tran from Supernatural. So Supernatural. pretty cool. Uh, and like I said, obviously, you know, he did have a, a couple roles too in Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency that aired the other year, which was super fun. He was also in the Kings of Khan. Uh, but yes, it's going to be really, really cool to see him. Uh, into this mix, we do know he is indeed playing the physics professor at Ivy Tau University. So, uh, you know, they're still doing that whole whole angle with everything here. Uh, and, you know, again, I know a lot of people are really close to the Ryan Choi version of the character as well. Because, again, that's the one we've seen in things like Injustice, uh, Batman the Brave of the Bold. And obviously, you know, there's even that little nod uh, in the deleted scene of the Justice League film that we saw that actually involved Ryan Choi as well, which was pretty cool. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, really excited to see. And then our last person, somebody that you alluded to early on, Ashley Scott comes out of nowhere to return to play Hi- <laughs> uh, Huntress in Crisis on Infinite Earths, which was super cool because, again, um, I know it's a show that you did not enjoy <laughs> when we talked not about really. it. Not uh, really. But it's a show that I enjoyed way back in the day, which was Birds of Prey. So we are seeing her Huntress coming back into the fold. And this is a version of Huntress that is the daughter of Catwoman and Batman. So the fact that we're seeing her kind of back into the mix is pretty damn cool. I would be very surprised if we do maybe potentially see a couple other people from this world make an appearance. Because one of them is already in the Arrowverse currently. Um, which is uh, you know Rachel uh, Scarston who is playing Black Alice on Batwoman. Uh, she played Dinah Drake in this show. So I'm wondering if we are going to see her version uh, of Dinah, uh, a.k.a. obviously Black Canary. So that would be interesting to see into the mix. Um, somebody that you and I actually just talked about the other week recording on a other podcast would be maybe potentially seeing Mia Sarah, who played Harley Quinn in this TV show. Uh, and Or potentially I would love to see, honestly, Dinah Dina May- uh, Mayer as Oracle. Uh, because she was indeed um, an amazing, amazing Batgirl slash Oracle. So, is it Dinah could... or Dina? I always thought it was Dina Meyer. Oh, Dina Meyer, Dina Meyer. I okay. always, I always wanted to say Dinah, uh, but yeah, no, Dina Meyer. <laughs> so, but I would love to see her into the mix here as well. Uh, it would be really, really cool. But I love the fact that they're not forgetting the show, which is really kind of surprising. And and that's the thing. Like, I might not have enjoyed the show, but it's you know, I'm excited for the fact that they're 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 diving deep. Yeah for for some of these characters to to come in so uh i'm i'm enjoying it i i might not have enjoyed the show but i was happy to see that they added somebody from that show yeah i mean like i said they're they're really pulling out all the stops and like i said you know a lot of these people it's going to be like here's your one shot it's the big group up action shot but still man like if this is an opportunity to bring some of these people back and say hey we're just gonna go for it that's just awesome it's really incredibly cool but um, yeah, yeah, even if it's only for one shot, like you said, it's still going to be fun to see them. So I got to ask real quick before we get into the final pieces of the news. Is there any anybody, uh, any holdouts you really have right now? Uh, oh, because man. we feel like we're getting them quickly at this point. So um, 
I, I would now I, I don't want to say Constantine because we've already seen Constantine. Um, we already know that the DC universe uh, stuff. So uh, Doom Patrol Titans, we know that they're not going to be a part of it. Right. Um, Dean Kane Superman. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at, too. I'd love to see them really make sure to get Dean Kane and Terry Hatcher back into the mix. I mean, again, it's going to be a little crazy. We're going to have like four versions of like Lois and Clark. But how cool would it be to like have this final moment with the, you know, the anti-monitor as they fight the anti-monitor and it's four supermen flying at them to like, you know, to actually like deliver the final punch? Yeah, that would, I, just, you know, that would just be so amazing. It would be um, fantastic. Yeah, I, I, you know. That's the only really one I can really think of off the top of my head is yeah. is seeing. I mean, there's a couple actors I would love to see pop up here and there, even if they're not playing their characters. Um, you know, obviously you mentioned, uh, you know, we just mentioned Dean Cain and Terry Hatcher. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing John Glover pop up at some point, um, even if he's not playing a, a version of Lionel, but just see him show up somewhere uh just because he was a part of smallville for so long um, um I, I, justin hartley yeah I, I would be an interesting pop-up and because we know that him and steven are friends uh, i wouldn't I don't be know, surprised man. to see that happen i would not be surprised uh, I, I i'll tell you the one actor i would love to see show up i don't even know i don't even care who he plays is jensen jensen eccles Jensen Eccles, because him, he and Steven are really good friends and they have constantly teased Jensen doing a cameo on Arrow. Uh, you know what? Honestly, I would love to see him pop up as Red Hood just for a second because he already yeah. has the costume. He already has it. Uh, but in all honesty, though, the person I really want to see, I want to see Mark Hamill show up as the Joker. I do, too. That uh, would be cool. And I think there's rumor that we're going to get it. Uh, maybe. Who knows? I, I mean, it would just be cool to see. Or, you know, if we are in the Batman, you know, like Batman Beyond Universe, if we see a Terry McGinnis, I don't even care who the hell they cast for it. I just want it. <laughs> just give me, give me, give me, give me. All right. And I, I will I will make this final note, too. Um, a lot of people I've heard, for the most part, everybody's excited when these announcements come out, just as we are. Because, I mean, Crisis is shaping up to be something absolutely incredible. Uh and I know I've, I've heard one or two pieces of criticism that they're giving everything away. Here's the thing. If they are giving everything away, I don't care. I'm still excited to see how it all comes together and play out. But knowing these writers and knowing what they've done in the past, I can almost guarantee you there will still be a couple surprises. I, well, I think some of the other things, though, too, is because the way that these shows shoot um, – it's also and they're and they're starting shooting. So you you wouldn't be able to get away with keeping it a secret. That's the problem. And people yep. are hawking around the sets in, um, you know, Vancouver. The shots are going to come out. I think a lot of this is them also trying to get ahead of that stuff and being the ones I, to I do give, too. The, give the reveals because we get most likely Brandon was shooting his stuff and they were about to shoot something on the street. No one's going to care about sending out a leak shot when they say, here's the shot already. They're, I think they're trying to avoid those problems, and I, think I and I better, agree with that completely. It, I think it's better for them to be able to say, "Here, here it is." We'd rather you guys see it this way. So I agree. I and I, I agree with that completely. I think that's exactly the case. Yeah. All right. So the last uh, TV story, as we mentioned earlier on, is the Canary spinoff. That is essentially where we found out again. Yes, the final episode of Arrow is essentially the backdoor pilot. Um, so 
it, it's it's disappointing for I think a lot of people. I think a lot of people are really, as we mentioned, are kind of at that why. Uh, but you know what? Uh, more power to them if it works well. If it if it rocks, go for it. I mean, like I said, I think there's a lot of potential to maybe do something with a 2040 show. It's just depending on how far you're willing to go to make it something wholly unique. And I think that's the big problem is the way that it plays in Arrow is the fact that it's it's too tied to everything else where it is not allowed to stand on its own and be its own unique thing because it's just stuck. It can't do too much because it has to play into the realm of something different. And I think that's the problem. And if you give it its ability to have its own thing, it could be really good. If you give them the ability to have their own characters that are unique to that show that don't have to be tied to somebody else, it could be really fun as well. So it, it's just you hope that it plays well. And, you know, if they if it works for them, cool. If not, hey, it's all good. Um, yeah. I, I just I think it's a little weird to throw that in as a backdoor pilot for the final episode of a short season. So, but hey, you do you. <laughs> exactly. All right. Um, so moving into some of our final stories. So we do know a little bit more about James Gunn's uh, Suicide Squad coming up. Pretty much what we have heard of officially is as they have just begun shooting, that the sets are massive and enormous. And they said, hey, guys, don't worry. There's going to be an obscene amount of real effects all throughout this entire thing. So, which is really cool to hear. Um, and it's it's going to be crazy to see what he does with this. There's already been a lot of shots. and of, We've seen kind of essentially the B-team Suicide Squad, which we did see Nathan Fillion in. Which yes. is essentially us being pretty much confirmed. Like, oh, cool, look, that's all the people that are going to die at the beginning of the movie. And so. I think we saw, wasn't Rooker in there? Uh, I don't Rooker was was not in there. He was not in that shot. Okay. Uh, So it'd be interesting to see. But yeah, like I said, we know officially um, we're going to be seeing a lot of fun, big things. Uh, And again, they just began shooting. So we're going to probably be seeing a little bit more information coming out probably over the next couple of months as shooting continues. Uh, You know, he did go in and say, you know, here's as far as some of his comic book influences. He said, you know, King Shark is a, is a, relatively recent member of the team. The original squad was a group of uh, adventurers, soldiers, and scientists who explored and battled uh, anomalous events because this is kind of what Suicide Squad was going back into like 1959. So he was even saying a little bit more about, you know, that. And then he said, obviously, you know, um, then you get into Ostrander's version in the 1980s, which introduced the Dirty Dozen with disposable second-rate supervillains. Uh, and he said, then he said, you know, he's a, you have the 2000s version. And he said, our movie takes elements from all three of those timelines. Uh, so he said, you're going to see a little bit of that adventure angle from the 50s and then see that, you know, uh, Ostrander version from the 80s. And then like the things that you saw in the 2000s where it was a little bit more over the top. Um, so it's really kind of cool to see that they're just going for it and just it sounds like we're going to get all three versions where like the first movie was really kind of focused primarily on Ostrander. This seems like it's very focused primarily on paying homage to everything that came before it, which is really cool to see. And I'm excited to see how they kind of incorporate those, that brave and the bold version. And and he's proven that he's good with ensemble casts. Oh yeah. He's amazing. I'm, I'm, I have no doubt this is going to be a fun movie. Yeah. Uh, you know, jumping into another film, too, uh, you know, the Birds of Prey flick. Uh, we have seen a new shot of, of course, for people that are big fans of Harley Quinn's comic series. 
Uh, they are indeed doing this stuff with her as uh, somebody from a roller derby league. So we did see there is a leak shot out there of that. So I actually did post up a, a video the other day, and it was from a Warner uh, Media release that they did talking about diversity in um, you know behind the scenes for films and them trying to make you know a, a better push to you know have you know a more diverse and inclusive you know production teams that are working on projects and such and we did get to see some of the shots of while they were working on birds of prey showing some of the team members that were helping bring that film to life so that's where we saw that shot so pretty cool to see that um so our last big things you know we've got two pieces of casting uh and i believe one is has been confirmed i believe the other one has not been fully confirmed um, or they both are, I think, on the final stages of rumors. But Jeffrey Wright at Spears has been cast as our Commissioner Gordon for Matt Reeves' Batman flick, which is amazing casting. Uh, I think so, too. I think that's great casting. I, I really thoroughly love that casting because, um, again, his, his I, I, you know, I was a little bit new to him as an actor when I got to see him in Westworld. And from his role in Westworld alone, I'm like, and just thinking about that, I'm like, yeah, he's... He's excellent. This is such a wonderful, wonderful casting for Gordon. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm thrilled to see what he's going to do with it. I'm really, really thrilled. So, yeah, agreed. Uh, so the other one that we know right now that is still in talks, it sounds like, but again, we don't know the specifics. But is Jonah Hill uh, is going to be potentially cast as a villain in this? So uh, right now, the big obviously rumors are going around. It's Riddler or Penguin. A lot of people are saying that it's actually it is Riddler, not Cobblepot. Which I, I'm I'm thoroughly all for. I, I think he could do a fantastic Riddler if we get a chance to see him, because we've seen him do a lot more serious stuff as of late, and um, I, I'd be really all for seeing his take on what he could do with that character. I so. I don't want this to come across the wrong way. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, but I think it's a matter of what Jonah are we going to get, because Jonah tends to fluctuate in weight. A lot. Yeah. He goes back and forth quite a bit. I mean, well, if Jonah, he's, he's on the thinner side right now, I believe. Okay. Then, then I think Riddler is a great, I think that's a great choice for him then. Um, but I mean, if he was back on the heavier side, I would think Penguin would be a better fit. Yeah. I, you know, in, in all honesty, I, I think, um, based on whatever that they do, it could go any way. I really could. Honestly, there's another person though, too. I'd love to throw in a, a name for, for a villain that I think he would be awesome with is honestly it's arnold wesker the ventriloquist oh that actually yeah that could be interesting like the ventriloquist and scar and and scarface i think that could play incredibly awesome too so especially considering we have never seen that in a live action format yeah and i think he could do an amazing job with that character i like that i really like that i really i i if if it was up to me i think because we've seen those other characters in the past i'd love to see them show us someone we haven't seen before and i think that's a character that could fit in because we know it's going to be an ensemble of villains yeah not just one so if they could give us someone like that, and I think Jonah could do an amazing job with that character. So, but we'll see. And the last story here is finally we're getting somewhere with a new Batman game on the horizon. Uh, you know, we know for <laughs> rumored fact, for how long? For several years, but we still know yeah. this is not the Rocksteady one. We know that there's been rumblings about the Court of Owls game uh, on Batman Day just the other week. We had seen during when they did like lighting up the night skies and all these buildings with the bat symbol 
there was one place that did it a little bit different, and that's when we got several symbols appearing alongside on the side of the building that were flickering through that very much look like the League of Assassins and Court of Owls symbols, uh, and one maybe potentially dealing with the Order of St. Dumas. So um, that's pretty much confirmation. We're getting a Court of Owls story from WB Games Montreal. My guess, we're probably going to get a full reveal sometime in the next couple months here. A lot of people were expecting that the recent state of play that just appeared from PlayStation just the other week was where it was going to appear. I still have a feeling we're not going to see a full reveal until probably the Game Awards in the very beginning of uh, December. But this is definite confirmation that we have definitely a new Batman game, very focused on the Court of Owls, definitely coming from Warner Brothers Montreal. Uh, and that is the team that did Arkham Origins. So uh, it is a slightly forgotten game, but still a good game nonetheless. Uh, so and, I go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and you know, what's funny, too, is, you know, a lot of times when there are games that are constantly putting out new uh, new iterations of it, um, you know, for the most part, people stay pretty uh, pretty devoted to those games like you know for example gears of war 5 just came out and i've already played and beaten it batman is another one of those series that they can keep putting out a new game and i'll probably never get tired of playing it yeah yeah they, they were always wonderful i always thoroughly enjoyed them so but yeah, yeah that's it for the news though for these two weeks uh which there was a lot there so yeah there was quite a bit to go over but you know we knew that was the case which is why we kind of did the uh the shorter review of uh, Teen Titans Go versus Teen Titans. Yeah, I think honestly, perfect timing too, because we're just about to hit an hour and uh, we got to move on to our next podcast that we have to record. So. <laughs> yes, we do, because we're recording immediately after this. Yep. Um, yeah, so that being said, then I think it's it's a good time to wrap up. Uh, we'll do our, I think it's just, well, instead of doing a recommendation, we'll just revisit, uh, as we mentioned earlier on. Rob and I are both going to share the same recommendation this week, and that is if you get the opportunity, Watch Teen Titans Go versus Teen Titans. It's a ton of fun, especially if you're a fan of either one of those series. It's Absolutely. They do, them, they do them both complete justice. Listen to me saying this as somebody who's never seen Teen Titans. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot of fun. It's it's a quick watch. I think it's only an hour and 20 minutes at the if that. Yeah, it's, uh, I think it's 78 minutes, I believe. Yeah. So oh yeah, so about an hour and 20. Um, but yeah. Other than that, uh, we'll do our cheap plugs and we can get out of here. So uh, obviously you can check this podcast as well as as part of the Next Level Podcast Network, as well as all the other great podcasts there at thenextlevelnetwork.com, facebook.com slash thenextlevelnetwork. And of course, the Facebook for this pay for this podcast Facebook.com slash DC Primetime. And as always, you can always find me over at the Next Level Network as well through the Caffeine Crew cast of pods. Our last episode that was up was on digital consumption. Uh, so make sure to give that a listen. We are going to probably be recording not this week, but the following. And then uh, the episode will be coming out pretty quickly. And I think we're probably going to be recording yet again another episode probably about a week or two after that for Halloween as well. So we will be probably double dipping very, very soon for for some goodies. So make sure to uh, check them out as they come. But don't forget to check out Still Afraid of the Dark because, again, we are really in the thick of things. And like I said, and we're having be, fun with it. It's been a wonderful show. There's four more episodes to come. Uh, or five more episodes to come. Five more episodes. Five to come more still. episodes to still still be released. So 
Um, but this is, I think, one of been one of my favorite projects. Uh, no offense to this show, but um, no, it, it's, it's been fun, man. It's been fantastic. I really, really I, love it. I've gotten to go back and rewatch movies I have not seen in probably decades, and it's been. Yeah, man, it's it's been a blast. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, all the information for Still Afraid of the Dark can be found at uh, the nextlevelnetwork.com slash stillafraid. Uh, and there you'll find links where you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify as well. So yeah, as Rob mentioned, highly encourage you to go over there and check that out because it's been fun. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but that being said, I think it's going to wrap it up for this episode. Once again, two weeks from now, two weeks from the time you're hearing this, uh, we are back as the shows return and we are begin our countdown to crisis, which, God, it's going to be exciting. I yeah, I, I'm, man, just to know the fact that we're only probably, what, 10, 10 weeks, 12 weeks out from Crisis on Infinite Earths kicking off is really damn exciting. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I'm ready. So, um, me too. Count, so, next episode, countdown to crisis begins. It does indeed. Uh, but thank you for being uh, a part of the next uh, from the next level and the DC Primetime family. Thank you for liking, for commenting, subscribing, all that you guys do. But until next time, we'll see you guys around the bend. Take care. Peace. <laughs>